I think this is going to be our best episode yet. I'm sleepy. You don't have a microphone. Well, we'll find out. So my body's not handling alcohol well anymore. So last night I had like three to four drinks over the course of like six hours. This Mm. morning I threw up three times. Oh my God. I had nothing to throw up. Was one of the drinks toilet water? Yeah, it was like pure bright orange piss from the toilet. That's That's the new Gatorade one, right? The fan vote for the new flavor? Bright orange piss? Yeah, from the toilet. Yeah. That's the flavor. Well, we should introduce the podcast. Hello and welcome to Birder. I barely know her. The only birding podcast where one podcast host is being held hostage in their hometown. Uh, I'm your host, Dewey Cassidy, along with my co-host. Jessica Cristiano. How's it going, Jess? I kind of mumbled that. Hold on. Jessica Cristiano. Do you want to give a few takes? You want it like your best five? Jessica Cristiano. That one was a little bit Zoe Deschanel. That was fun. Uh, Jessica Cristiano. That's my Zoe Deschanel. How has your two-week vacation from Dewey been? Boring. I, like, haven't talked to a soul. <laughs> what do you do all day? You sit around? I I work, and I want to die, and then <laughs> last night was the first time I, like, socialized, and I was I went fully bananas. Speaking of, do you feel called out by that one um, news article I sent you about the boyfriend who won't stop quoting, I think you should leave? Yeah, I feel like the point of the article is, like, straight men are annoying, and it's, like, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I am also annoying in yeah. that way, I guess. But it's also, like, I was trying really hard to find, like, a joke spin on that article. But I couldn't yeah. find it. It was just, like, purely genuine dislike of her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, for the sluts, we're referencing this article that's about, like, um, this woman was talking about how her boyfriend's brain has, quote, been ruined by I think you should leave because you won't stop quoting it sort of in the same way that Anchorman was when it came out. And it's really, at its core, an article about a woman who hates her boyfriend. I think it's the... It makes me really sad for the boyfriend. Because what if he's reading that and he's going, what the fuck? Well, there's that passage, too, where she's like, "Um, he will sit through, like, my, like, shows and stuff, but I cannot handle his whatever. And it's just like, okay. That's the part that I was like, this has to be satire, but I really couldn't find the angle. I was trying really hard. But then it's also like, Riley had a good point. Uh, He said... In the article, it says, like, he's quoting it for, like, the next one to three weeks. And it's like, that's mild. Yeah, right. That was Riley's point is, like, we've been quoting season one since it came out four years ago. And it's not stopping anytime soon. If anything, quoting it more, it's, like, exponentially increasing. Yeah. Like, she's she's getting a good deal there. Yeah. Anyway, how are you? We haven't talked about you and your time at home. Yeah, it's good. I've been having a ton of family time. Uh, Nephews and niece, very adorable. My nephew asked me to go fix something in his room and then ran off. And then so I went to go to his room and I knocked. I was like, hey, are you in there? I didn't hear anything. So I opened the door and then I open it. He's changing and he goes, get out of here, you pervert. <laughs> Which is really funny. It turns out he did that on purpose so that he can call me a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was very proud of. <laughs> Ten years old, he's already starting. So Aww. that was an A plus bit from my oldest nephew. It's really funny. Um, but yeah, no, it's just been, it's, it's been fun, you know, hanging out with my family. I'm going insane, but other than that, it's been fun. (laughs) So one cool thing about being home is that it turns out 
There's a bunch of black-crowned night herons that live in the trees way down the street, and every night they fly over my mom's house to go feed. So I get to sit outside and watch these beautiful black-crowned night herons fly over my head. Yesterday there was one that was nine feet away from me. It was crazy. So I've been getting photos of that every night, which is really cool. So for the sluts, if you're not familiar, they're these beautiful little herons. <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm trying to cement it as to... the name for our listeners. We haven't said okay. it in a few episodes. <laughs> Maybe it's not, though. Why not? I don't know. Maybe people don't like that. Well, if they don't like it, they don't have to say it. That's the beauty of language. It's subjective. Everybody gets to choose. Yeah. So, for the listeners, imagine a great blue heron, but really shoved together like you're trying to fit him into a carry-on bag at the airport. Uh, they're super stubby little guys that have a secret neck they can stick out when they want to. They got sort of a blue line all the way down their back. Not the thin blue line. Ooh. I know. Um, they got a blue line that goes all the way down their back with the sort of white-gray wings and then like a white, um, sort of off-white chest and these piercing red eyes, these very spooky red eyes and uh, little yellow feet. Um, but they're super gorgeous birds to look at in flight despite how derpy they look as little birds. And so the reason that they're flying overhead all night is they're called night herons because they only hunt at night. They're mostly active at dusk and dawn. Um, so in the daytime, they're hanging out in their nests in the big pine trees and at night, they're flying around to go pick up little mollusks, little invertebrates, maybe some frogs, maybe some snakes. Whatever they find by the water to eat, they're pretty opp opportunistic hunters. So what's cool is as they're flying overhead, I've not just been seeing um, the ones I described. There are also little black cronite herons that are brown with lighter brown speckles, which means... They are juveniles. What's cool about juveniles is mm -hmm. that juvenile black crown night herons leave the nest at one month of age, but they don't know how to fly until they're six weeks old. So for the first two like weeks of freedom, they're just running around like little guys all over the ground. So when you see one of those flying and they have not yet shedded their feathers and like grown the adult feathers, that means that they have just recently learned to fly, which is pretty cool. So when you're watching black crown night herons, if you're lucky enough, fly above your head, make sure to check them out and see the markings, see if you got some juveniles flying over. If you see one of these little guys running around, you'll know pretty quickly because they have a defense mechanism. If they're approached and you startle them, they'll throw up on you. Sort of like a Dilophosaurus in Jurassic Park. They'll just throw up all the food they have in their stomach at you, which is a pretty funny defense mechanism. Uh, what do you generally think about black crown night herons, if anything? Cute little guys. Yeah. They're cute little guys. Glad you got to see them. Yeah, me too. Um, so one thing I wanted to bring up with them... As I mentioned, they have little necks, but they spend most of their time just sort of, like, hunched inside themselves, like so. And Jess, you have a pretty interesting theory about dinosaurs, right? I was gonna say, we know that dinosaurs are the closest relatives, or T-Rexes are the closest relatives of chickens or whatever. And that dinosaurs had feathers, so they were birds, basically. Yeah. We know that they, some of them flew, we know some of them swam. And we see all these birds with these long necks that like kind of fold in on themselves and then we have and then we look to the the what is it called the long neck guy bront bronchiosaurus brachiosaurus sure one of those we look at those and we say yeah that was probably more like a giraffe where it was just up all the time and it, you know i'm going to say it probably wasn't i'm going to yeah. say it was probably curled up like a little like a little goose or i guess a night heron i feel like herons are the ones we see most often in that little dirt pose but yeah yeah or like an egret every time i see one i go that's what they're that's what those dinosaurs were probably doing yeah. with their necks. Those weren't out all day long. Yeah. Anyway, 
Thank you for letting me talk about that. I feel really passionate about it. And I think once this podcast gets popular, that's going to shake the scientific community to its core. I'm just surprised no one said that before. I'm sure people have. They've been laughed out of the dang room. I think one of the greatest uses of visual effects to date is the planet dinosaur stuff. Planet of the... Prehistoric planet? Prehistoric planet. Yeah, that was cool. That was so awesome. Yeah. It was funny, though, that, like, there were some dinosaurs that looked like the most amazing thing I've ever seen, and then, like, one that was, like, a PS2 cutscene. It was, like... Yeah, some of them were very clearly, like, you just gotta get something in there. Yeah. There was a lot of previs. The ones underwater were kind of rough. Yeah. Because water's really hard, but that was... And it's also so funny to be, like, here's a documentary about dinosaurs, even though no one has ever seen one. Yeah. Or studied it, like, up close in person. Yeah. I mean, they can, based on the bones, they can figure out their behavior and stuff. Yeah. It was just, it, I think it's really funny to frame dinosaurs as in the same realm as, like, planet Earth. Yeah. Kind of stuff. Where it's like, we're watching it happen live. Yeah. Not live, obviously, but anyway. Thank you for letting me talk about that. Of course. Um, speaking of dinosaurs, we've been watching Godzilla a lot since I've been back, since the kids all love Godzilla. Uh, my sister told me a funny story where my niece and nephew, my nephew is seven, my niece is three, and uh, they love the first two Godzilla movies and the Kong movie, but they don't like Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong because they like me them. either. Yeah, they like them both and they don't like them fighting each other. They like both got really sad. <laughs> That's really sweet. And I got to say, my first when they first told me that, I'm like. Okay, these these little kids are idiots. It's it's fun to watch them fight. And then I watched Godzilla versus Kong, and I was like, oh, they're right. This sucks. <laughs> I want them to work together. Who who is your guy? Well, here's the thing. Going in, my guy was Godzilla, but the way they frame the movie, they make um, Kong into the protagonist, which is interesting. Um, Probably because that's our closest relative. <laughs> you think that's why? You know, it's like people are like the lizard people. It's like it once it's like that becomes very clear do you know what i'm saying it's like the lizard people are bad which makes lizards bad which makes godzilla bad but we've evolved from apes and king kong has also evolved from apes that makes him our cousin so we can see ourselves in king kong so we want to be the protagonist we see the hollywood elite in godzilla and we say down with that okay so you think the reason we don't like godzilla is because of lizard people not because people think lizards are gross you think it's specifically because of lizard people, which not every, and I would say most people do not believe in. No, no, no. I'm saying like lizards already have such a bad connotation that when people are like, that person's not a real person, they call them a lizard person. Mm-hmm. Or like when they're saying somebody's evil, they're like lizard person. It's not like puppy person. It's it's like we go to a cold blooded kind of like a guy. Okay. I mean, but Godzilla was already the protagonist. Do you know what I'm saying? A little bit. Yeah. No, I know what you mean, but... <laughs> It's like the connotation don't... around lizards is already so bad, so it's it's only natural that that would be the antagonist. You're not with me. I understand what you're saying. I think it makes sense. I do not in 100 years think that a studio exec is making any decision that's not like the algorithm says this is the most profitable choice. Like that's why all movies are two hours long, because they think that statistically people will not go to a theater to see a movie that's shorter than that because I think it's a waste of time. Oh my God, I wish. I know, I know. I would love hour and a half movies so much better. Oh my God, an hour and a half is perfect movie length. Yeah. What was the movie I really didn't like and on top of that, it was like three hours long? What was it, Marriage Story? I believe that was Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. That movie was bad. We left that movie and Jess is like, it's just men yelling. Yelling about sports too, God. Yeah, it's literally the opposite of women talking. Yeah, I didn't see that one. 
Neither have I. Because I actually don't support women. Anyway, that and marriage story, I was like, oh my God. Tell the story, get it over with. Yeah. Okay, so you wanted them to kiss. I wanted them to kiss. Yeah, that that would have been cool, actually. Uh, They did not kiss, but they... Spoilers to anybody who has not seen it. Feel free to skip ahead like a minute or 30 seconds. They do end up working together because there's a third monster they have to defeat, which I'm not spoiling for you when we watch it together later. I'm never going to watch it. Why not? Why would I? It's so fun to watch them fight, Jess. You just said you didn't like watching them fight. I like them fighting the other monsters. And also when they fight each other, it is cool. Um, What's the other monster? Alien? I'm not going to tell you. Bird? I'm not going to tell you. Fish. I'm not going to tell you. we got to watch it and you're going to find out. Or it has to be human or robot. Here's the thing. Is it robot? I'm not going to tell you. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which is the movie before that, rips. I love it. It's awesome. I love watching him fight. Some cool stuff. Who does he fight in that? Uh, He fights Rodan and King Ghidorah, which are two pretty cool guys. Rodan's a big pterodactyl and King Ghidorah is basically a hydra. He's a big three-headed dragon. Whereas Godzilla's powers like radiation beams. Ghidorah shoots out big electrical beams that rules. Where do they come from? You find out in the movie. I'm not telling you. Mm. We're going to watch it together in like a week when I'm back. I like so. don't think I'm going to watch that. Why would you want to watch that again? I loved it. I'll watch it oh, three okay. times. Okay, I'll watch it. And I will say Godzilla vs. Kong is the first movie where I actually cared about the humans. The humans in the first movie are so boring. It's like boring army man and boring nurse wife. And like it's like I don't care about these people. We hate nurse wife. All right, so the reason that we are all gathered here today, dearly beloved, dearly departed, etc., etc., it's Heron Week, baby. Bow, 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 bow. Was that was that a Heron? No, it was a. It was the. I know no, it was the rap air horns, but I wasn't sure bow, if you're trying bow, to make bow. it sound a little Heron-y. I don't know what a Heron sounds like. Wow, wow, wow. Well, they all sound different, which we'll learn today. That's oh, that's great. not true. Right. I didn't write any sound facts down. Um. So we're going to be talking about herons. So typically on this podcast, we you know do a little birding trip and talk about it. But this time, since we did not do that, we're going to be doing a deep dive on a specific family. So this is the family of Ardeidae, A-R-D-E-I-D-A-E, more colloquially known as herons. So this is the family that includes your egrets, your bitterns, and of course, your herons. So yeah, so what's cool about herons, they're all over the world. They exist on every continent except Antarctica, and they're in basically every biome um, except for, like, you know, the Arctic and, like, high up on mountains and then, like, super dry deserts because a lot of them do, like, I say a lot of them, like, most of them require water in some way. They're not water birds. They're all wading birds, but most of them feed on fish. They live near the water, so it's sort of part of their um, whole deal. So there's a shit ton of herons. You know, we're talking about all the different egrets, the herons, the um, bitterns. I can't cover all of them today. So we chose just a couple um, that we could find in North America, not necessarily California. Spoilers ahead of, of this. For all you California burgers, you're not going to be able to see like most of these unless you're visiting the East Coast. So sorry to burst your bubble. Um, but I wanted to pick some that we could reasonably see as residents of the United States because I think that'd be fun. And with that, apologies to our Canadian and Irish listeners. So we have our first bird. That is the green heron. Uh, so Jess, you know what green herons look like, right? I do. I saw one in Livermore last time I was there, and it was really cute. Oh, right. So for the listener, um, green herons, they're just like what they sound. So yeah, so they're green. They're like more of like a blue green than like a true green, depending on the light. But you can see those green undertones that give them that name. So the head, they got like this dark green cap. 
and these sort of dark bluish green feathers all the way down their back. What's cool is they have this sort of scarf pattern with like this sort of rusty, sort of like um, brownish red all along their chin, and then some little white spots down their neck, and of course the uh, wonderful little yellow legs and those big green piercing yellow eyes. So they, they're very selfish. They're very intolerant to other birds when they're feeding. So like some birds like will cohabitate no problem. But these guys will like chase off other species. They don't want to be bothered while they're eating. They're a lot like that Carl's Jr. commercial where the man is eating a burger, fries, and a Coke. And he goes, don't bother me. I'm eating. I've never seen that Carl's Jr. You don't remember this ad campaign? It was before that guy did the awful, what if sexy ladies ate food commercials. Before Carl's Jr. did that? Mm-hmm. It was this. It was this guy in cool pants, and he's like, "Don't bother me. I'm eating," because that's how good the burger was. You don't want to be bothered. You're eating. This is real food. Can't recall. <laughs> is that how green herons eat? They say, "Don't bother me." Oh my God, Jessica! I cannot believe that you asked me that. That's actually super relevant. So, something cool about how green herons eat is they fish with a pole. So that's the crazy part. I know what you're thinking. Do we all birds fish? They got a built-in pole, that little beak. I don't mean the activity of, you know, eating fish. I mean that they are one of the few birds that know how to use tools. They will fish by dropping things in the water to attract fish to the surface. They'll drop in little bugs, little pieces of food, little rocks that stir them up. So they're regarded because of that as one of the most intelligent bird species because they can utilize those tools for fishing, which I think is pretty cool. Wow. Jess, you ever been fishing? Uh, I did go once, but it was like a farm situation. We were in Tahoe and my grandpa wanted to take us fishing, but I don't think anyone wanted to wake up early and go on a boat or something. We were all really young. So we went to basically a hole in the ground with like a like a little fence around it with a bunch of fish swimming around. Um, and you got a little bit of bait and you got a pole and you threw it in and in seconds you got a fish and then you had to pull it out. And then you had to kill it, and I couldn't kill it. How'd you kill him? My grandpa had like this, like a, like a lead pipe, or not a pipe, but like. Oh my god! Like the fish owed him money. It was like a little pole, and you just had to like ram it through its gills, and like you could see it just like gasping for air or water, I guess, just like on a on a tree stump. And then he just did that over and over, and it was like actually this. Sucks. Okay, so I'm that does not this. kill them. They just suff- they slowly suffocate, basically. No, he like hit it with the he- in the head with the. Oh, okay. But like before he did that, it was just gasping. And I was like, actually, I'm never going to eat fish. That was the thing when I went fishing that nobody warned me about is when you catch the fish, they don't die. You have to leave them out while they suffocate to death, which is really upsetting. And one fun final thing about them is sometimes they get their little hackles up on their head and they get a cool little green mohawk and they look like little rock stars. Do you have any other thoughts on the green heron, Jess? No, I'm just kind of all about them. I do like them a lot. I'm gonna, I don't want to ruin this. They're probably my favorite heron. I really like them. They're very they're cool. They're very pies. cute. They're one of the smallest herons in North America. Sounds a lot like someone we know. <laughs> yeah, you love to fish. I love uh, fishing. You're intolerant of others when you're feeding. You won't let anybody share your food. That's not wrong. <laughs> no, we both have this opinion. What, about sharing food? Yeah. Unless it's, like, specifically made to share or, like, I am, like, hey, let's share something. I'm yeah. not really interested in sharing my food. Yeah, it's, it's, you order a specific portion that your brain gets excited for. But also, okay, I think the bigger, bigger picture is when I'm living with somebody and they take my food without really asking. And I say, okay, well, that was my food. And now I'm dead because I'm starving to death. 
Has that happened? Here's actually where I'm coming from is for a couple times at like like nightcap shows or something when we were there all day and I brought snacks, but I brought I kind of brought snacks for me and then they were kind of like out in the open, but in like a designated area where I was like, these are safe. People started yeah. eating them and I was like, and then I that came back happen. and it was gone. And I was like, okay, first of all, no one got consent to eat my food. So that's actually <laughs> really dangerous and I'm afraid. Um, and then and then I was just like so cranky already and I had, I, then I didn't have a snack. I just had a harrowing experience on our break just now. Um, no. So I went to go pee and uh, my mom's cat is just hanging out because there's some towels in front of the toilet because um, some water spilled. So the cat's just like laying there on the towels and I can't get the cat to move. So I just decided to like stand over the cat and then pee into the toilet. And uh, I forgot that this cat is obsessed with running water. And like Ugh. anytime there's a faucet, she like runs after it and like tries to like pat the water. So I'm sitting there peeing and I go, oh, this could be bad. And I look You're sitting down, there peeing? Standing there peeing. Leave me alone. I'm, I'm not going to judge you if you were sitting. <laughs> I'm standing there peeing and then I look down and she is looking at my stream with the biggest eyes I have ever seen. <laughs> like she's like moments away from bouncing. So oh I like finish God. up as fast as I can and I run out and wash my hands. Um, penis unscathed. So thank God. We all survived. So moving on to our next bird. This is our first East Coast bird. This is the Yellow Crowned Night Heron. Um, so the Yellow Crowned Night Herons are super cool guys. Like the rest of the birds we're going to talk about today, they're mainly on the East Coast. But if you're lucky enough to go down to Mexico or Central America, then you'll find some um, on sort of the, the eastern or the western side of that. So they, it, they're all about seafood. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you asked me about that. So... These guys are freaks in that their entire life revolves around crabs, like completely. Like, uh, god damn it, sorry, I keep getting texts and knocks my phone down. Um, oh my god, you're the so, most popular boy. I am the most popular boy. Who's texting um, you? So many people. I'm getting texts from Hannah and Corey, then like the D&D chat. It's crazy, I know. These guys eat almost entirely crabs. Like, they go crazy for crabs. The... <laughs> On allaboutbirds.com, they literally list everything that they eat crab-wise, and it sounds like that scene from Forrest Gump where Bubba's talking about shrimp. Marsh crabs, fiddler crabs, ghost crabs, mole crabs, mud crabs, blue crabs, lady crabs, green crabs, rock crabs, toad crabs, which toad lady, crabs. Lady crabs? Lady crabs. They're, they're crabs? crabs with big bazongas, but like That's they cover also kind of like 55 burgers, 55 fries. <laughs> yeah. 55 marsh crabs, 55 fries, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't do it all that fast enough to write it down and read it. You were so close, though. I knew I knew it was happening. If I wrote it down and read it, it'd be no problem. I saw a trivia team called 55 Burgers, 55 Frat, the whole thing. I can't do it all, obviously. <laughs> but. I wonder how often that has to get read during the night. That's fun. Probably only if they win. Yeah, there's got to be a meme where, because like in like Zelda and Pokemon, you can name your own character. And I love if there wasn't a character limit, just naming your character that. Anyway, so not only do they only like mostly eat crabs, their breeding season is entirely dependent on when the crabs emerge. From, like, their, like, winter sleep. So, like, they do not start breeding until enough crabs are out. Which I think is really interesting. So, there's no way to, like, define their breeding season by, like, weather or time. 
it's different every year depending on when the crabs are like warm enough to get up and go, which I think is really interesting. So when these guys eat, Jess, what do you think they do with the parts of the crab they can't eat, like the shells and stuff? I think they make jewelry out of it. Okay, and they sell it on the roadside or like on yeah. a little, they have a little Instagram page where like they sell it and like it's like a side hustle. Yeah, I think they probably have an Etsy that's pretty powerful and they don't like to waste, so... Yeah, they don't like to waste, so it's a lot of, like, reclaimed stuff and, like, thrifted stuff. A lot of sea glass. Yeah. They make earrings out of the plastic they find on the beach. Yeah. Which, okay, I also, that came out, like, really sarcastic, but when people do do that, I'm like, that's actually awesome, and I wish I had my ears pierced. I love Etsy stores. I love, I love all this shit, um, so. No, but I love when, like, they do make stuff out of plastic, like, they recycle plastic into something useful. No, that is good. So, unfortunately, they are not, like, our friends from our hometowns. They are more like owls where they will eject pellets of that stuff. So they'll leave little pellets of like crab shells and stuff. So in theory, they could be helping people grab little crab shells to put on their jewelry by putting them in convenient little packages. So these guys love to build their nests with sticks to the point that they will like completely like the the flock will go out together and just completely destroy like one tree. They'll like take every branch possible out of it until it's just like bare. It's really interesting. So they'll do a little bit deforestation to build their homes, which sound like somebody we know. Humans? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. We tear down trees all the time to build our houses. No, that's what... Where do you think wood comes from? Trees? I thought you were being more specific. Oh, yeah. We know that we we have that one friend who loves deforestation. They will not stop. Yeah, I thought it was a callback to me to when I made a joke about, like, we know somebody else like that. Um, But I was very clearly referring to myself. So I thought maybe you were were referring to me doing deforestation. Uh, No, I'm just stupid. So one thing I forgot to do is describe the yellow crowned night heron. Um, so in every description of this bird, they really body shame it a little bit. They're like, typically herons are more slender species, but these are a rather stocky bird. And they call it stocky like every which way. And they are this a guy, little bit. Yeah. I don't think he's stocky at all. But see what they're saying. He's got like that thick neck. His legs are a little bit thicker. He's a little more built, in my opinion, than the other ones. He looks like a unit. Yeah. But actually, no, he doesn't. He just looks like a regular guy. That's like the dad bod of, it's not even the dad bod of birds. It's just like the average Joe of birds. And so like our friend, the black crowned night herons, they're mostly active at night. And in that way, they are designed a little bit similar. They got similar beak shape, similar coloring on the head, but where they differ, instead of a black crown, they have a more yellow crown and they have a little bit of a, I don't know what the exact term is for like this, like feather that sticks up behind their head, sort of like a pheasant, but they sort of have that look. And then whereas the night crown heron or the black crown night heron has a little bit more of like white on it. This one guy is completely gray. He's got a lot of gray on the chest. He's like gray white stripes on his feathers on the side. Um, so he's a really cool looking guy, really unique looking guy. Any final thoughts, Jess, on the yellow crown night heron? I'm just kind of surprised that this is a heron. Yeah. It looks more like a raven mixed with a pigeon. This is a bit of a misleading angle. From other angles, they do look more um, herony if you see him from the side or something. But, uh, okay. The way he's turning his head, he looks a little less herony. Um, so let me share then our next bird, our friend, the tricolored heron. Um, as Yoda would say, there is no dew-colored heron, only tricolored. Wait, no, it's the opposite. I'm freaking that joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have, I have a 3D screen, Jess. You can't point at me like that. It's not that tricolored. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, there's three. There's like four colors, but it's like they're pretty muted. Okay. I think he still looks beautiful. I think so too, but I was kind of expecting like like a... Like a wild and crazy sherbet from Baskin Robbins? Wild and reckless, yeah. Wild and reckless. Is that what it was called? 
Yeah, it was delicious. That is such a weird... That seems less like a fun kids thing and more like a, like... Like kind of sexy? Yeah. Something with the word yeah. reckless. I don't know. Weird. Delicious. Yeah. Good sherbet. Delicious um, green. None of those nice colors green. appear in nature. I don't know how they got that. Sherbet? That like that that green, that blue, and that purple, very artificial. There's no way. <laughs> there's no way there's anything natural there. Well, like a lime is pretty green. But that was like I guess this yeah, maybe. Am I wrong? Was that Shrek related at some point? Uh I have no idea. We'll figure it These out. These colors are not that bad. Maybe they were crazier when you were a kid, but Or I'm just misremembering it. What colors show me show oh, me your it looks so good. <laughs> are you gonna be okay? Yeah, those are crazy colors. I don't know. Well, the screen is kinda like no, I can see it, though. I know what you're talking about. Oh, it looks delicious. Are you going to make it to the end of the recording? I'm going to have to make it to Baskin-Robbins after this. Okay, and, and actually, guys, that brings us to our first sponsor. Um, I bet sometimes you're going through the day and you're thinking, man, it is hot outside and way too salty. I need something cold and sweet in my mouth. Well, do we have the product for you? Baskin-Robbins. I think we we're, we're very low on time. Oh, you don't like my riff. So you can riff. Dewey can't riff. Is that what we're, what we're at you're, here? Well, you're saying an ad that like we can't, we're not sponsored. Well, but when they hear it, they're going to think Dewey did such a good job. We should pay them to keep okay. preaching to their followers or their sluts. Okay, fine. I mean. That's what I'm okay. saying. Give ice cream to the sluts. See what happens. Okay. It's fine. We should get to the bird. You're right. <laughs> so tricolored heron. So what's cool about these guys, we've talked about the different ways that herons hunt. And what these guys like to do is they will follow after other birds that stir up fish while they fly. So a little cormorant will come by, a grebe, these little birds that'll like get the fish all frenzied. These guys will follow after them knowing that there are frenzied fish to eat and flying in and grab them, sort of saving some energy. So they're a little bit lazy, but in a smart way. It's kind of genius. It is kind of genius. What's their home life like? I'm glad you asked what their home life is like. So, teens. What comes to mind when you think about teens, Jess? Um, never cast age appropriately in TV shows. Okay. Wild and reckless. Well, that's turbot. That we've already covered that. Um, I'm thinking pimples, okay. learning to drive. Um, and I'm sure birds can kind of relate to all of that. So yeah, you're sort of describing the American teen experience. Well, guess what? Americans aren't the only people that have teenagers, and not only that. People aren't the only things that have teenagers because in the bird world, we have teenagers with these little herons. So when they get Cute. to about their teen age, they're still technically nesting birds. They're still like under the care of like their parents. They're still considered a brood, but they turn into little shit starters. They get really rude and obnoxious. And whenever their parents come to drop off food, they will like squawk and snap at them and try to bite them. Until their parents appease their attitude by bowing to them. It's like, uh, I had a it's friend, respect. he and his family, like, would just, like, they would just, like, yell at their mom, like, so rude. And it was so weird. Like, she'd bring home, like, McDonald's, like, without warning as a little treat. And they'd be like, I didn't want mustard in this. Like, what are you talking about? In, like, a weird way that I could never imagine being toward my parent. And it's sort of like that with these birds. Any other thoughts on the tricolored heron? That looks like a heron. Um, are you still mad about the tricolors? No. I'm just, okay. I think it's misleading. It's kind of like, it's the opposite of like when you see a beautiful bird mm -hmm. and it has a name like lesser brown spotted. Yeah. Whatever. And it's like gorgeous and beautiful. Totally. And full of color and life. And then this one is kind of like tricolor. That's going to be awesome. And then it's mostly gray. 
Yeah, so for the sluts, I've once again forgot to do the color description until the very end. Um, these guys, they're primarily that like beautiful like blue-gray color you see a lot in birds in nature. So it's not like a full blue, not a full gray. It's that like beautiful in-between phase. Um, where the tri comes in are two other primary colors they have. First of all, their belly is almost exclusively white. Um, they got like a beautiful white sort of downy belly underneath. And then... The third color comes in on their chest and their back of their head where they have this sort of like reddish purple, like not like full like wine dark purple, but like a sort of like more, you know, royal red purple that sort of blends in with the blue a little bit, giving them that tricolor name. And of course, they have the big yellow legs, the horrifying red eyes and that beautiful double colored beak, black on top, yellow on the bottom, sort of like the black and white cookie you'd find in several Jewish and Italian delis. Mm -hmm. Is it also an Italian deli or just Jewish delis? We've had this conversation before. I think it, it could be both. Well, I think there's just a lot of Jewish Italian people as part of it too. Maybe. I know it was as a Jewish thing, I think. Okay. But my dad knows it as an Italian thing. So it's like, really? okay, I was always meant to make these cookies. Uh, Louis was telling me about something where somebody was joking like it's like it's funny how like Jewish and Italian actors have just like agreed it's okay to play each other like so many Jewish actors <laughs> which pretend to be Italian and vice versa. We do have a lot of similarities I think. Yeah. I think sometimes when I do meet an Italian person I'm like Jewish and they're like no. <laughs> now you've noticed a pattern with these previous names. They got colors followed by Heron. Well yeah that pattern might break. No. The reddish egret. What do you think about our friend the reddish egret, Jess? It is reddish. That's what I'm saying. So this one is ironically another tri-colored heron. So when you look at this guy, he's got a big um, sort of red neck. And I don't mean he's like, a, you know, from the South, though technically they are mostly in Alabama and Texas. But so he's got this like, this like long neck that's like totally reddish brown, more on the round side, sort of like the fake chocolate from the Gene Wilder Willy Wonka, that sort of chocolate river color he sort of got down his neck. And then um, that sort of more gray, gray blue than we saw on the tricolored hair, it's a little bit darker as his torso. And then these beautiful shiny bluish black legs. They're black, but they have that blue iridescence you see a lot in birds. And then he's got that sort of flamingo peak pink face and beak with a little bit of black on the tip. And these beautiful piercing blue eyes. It's like we got a little Alexandra Daddario here with, as they say on New Girl, her scary blue witch eyes. Any other initial thoughts on the uh, reddish egret, Jess? That's a long boy. It is a long boy. Their, their knees go backwards like flamingos. Yeah, a lot of birds. I don't think there's a ton of birds that have knees that go forward. I think primarily they do that backward motion. Do you think there were a lot of dinosaurs that had feet like that? Probably. If they got those necks, we think that they have. Maybe they got feet what like if... that. <laughs> I'm thinking of if they if they probably did look like that and the they just put together the, the legs wrong. <laughs> they put them on backward. Because <laughs> they were like, well, maybe. We, know, we know a knee goes in the front, so it's probably that, and it just went on backwards. Here's the only... Maybe if they have kneecaps, the knees go like ours do. Maybe they have kneecaps, but... It looks like they have kneecaps. Do they? I don't know. That's a question for an ornithologist. I don't know. Do we have one on retainer? Uh, no, I just have a permanent retainer in my mouth. That was a callback, actually. Thank you. Um, do you have questions for me about the <laughs> the red secret? To that you so confidently said you didn't need to write down. They have siblings. We already did that one. Oh, that's the next one. Oh shit! Wait. Okay. But it's another eating one. It's like, what do they eat? How do they eat? Who that's do they the eat? The second one. The second one. Why is how do they, they eat? Hunt. Second one is how they hunt. What's the first one? Yeah. This one has two. The next one has three. 
I think I missed the last one then. You were not paying attention at that point, probably. Well, need, probably. Maybe Okay, maybe now you can just tell me how you want to tell me. All right, so just ask me. Ask me what color they are. Well, I'm looking at it. I know. <laughs> just, how about this? Ask me, are they all that color? Are they all that color? Jess, I am so happy you have no idea that you asked me that question. So no, they aren't all colored like that. What's cool about birds, this will be familiar to any Pokemon players. In Pokemon, they have something called a shiny Pokemon, where a Pokemon will randomly have colors that are completely different than their normal colors. So like, for example, a Nidoking will suddenly be colored blue, like a Nidoqueen. What? Crazy. That same thing happens in birds, but they refer to them as morphs. So it's sort of like albinism or melanism, where bird will suddenly be like all albino or all black but instead of that it's a specific color change as opposed to like the overabundance or lack of pigment so it's just like a little genetic um, change up what's cool about reddish egrets is they have two morphs so it's not just the one morph so first they have the white morph where they're completely white and sort of look like either the white morph of a great blue heron or they look like great egrets the other morph is the dark morph and uh the way it's described on the website I looked at, it was literally just, it's more reddish and more bluish. So just like what you're seeing now, just like turned down a little bit. So yeah, so it's just cool that birds sort of have this variance. We get to sort of watch, like you look at like different cat colors and stuff. It's cool that birds can sort of like have different colors and be the same species. They're not like different breeds or anything. It's just a fun morph. That's awesome. Yeah. Really makes you wonder how these guys get around what they do all day. <laughs> Maybe what they do for food. Why don't you just tell me? Okay, you win the game. You win. <laughs> Just telling you to write it down. You win, I forgot. <laughs> Why don't you ask me how they hunt? How do they hunt? Jess, oh my God. I am so happy you asked that. So first of all, no, these birds do not log into Postmates and put in oh uh, chronic tacos. What? <laughs> am, I turn am I too on for you? <laughs> um, no, you just I sound like, like an elder comedian. Like an old man. <laughs> yeah. Did you yeah, see? Just... Wait. Okay. I know you don't watch and just like that, but did you see yeah. the the like screenshot of the comedian in that show going in LA? They don't. They Uber everywhere. I took an Uber from my closet to my kitchen this morning, and everyone loses it. Wait. I thought that was a joke. I think it actually happens in the show. Played as like a joke, like what a hacky joke, or in the show, it's like it kills. It's it's the joke, is what I've heard. What are we talking? Oh yeah, so just to how come back hunt. to that, I can tell I can tell how Jess feels about a bit or a joke I'm doing by how quickly she pulls out her phone, and that one was pretty fast. No, <laughs> you immediately just started looking at phone. I don't want you to think I don't love your jokes. Maybe you should be less tolerant of my jokes. I love all your jokes, so they're super funny. <laughs> they're like you. Okay, I was talking to somebody again about how I don't do improv, and they were like, "It's easy," and I said, "No, it's not." <laughs> I still think you'd be funny on stage, at least, with just reactions. I would, be a, I would be a wreck. And then the aftermath, you want to deal with that, of me going, was that inappropriate when I did that? Was that maybe racist in a way I didn't know was possible? And then you go, what are you talking about? You say, I've already forgotten your set. And I say, okay, you want me dead? So, I'm glad you asked. So, yeah, they don't log into their phone and use Postmates to pick up a bunch of expensive food they should be saving for a house. Don't... <laughs> So that time you pulled out your phone, but instead of pretending to text, you took a fake call. And yeah. you made the funniest face I've ever seen. Okay. Moving fun. on. Moving on. So, 
They don't take out their phone. They don't go on Postmates. Instead, they do this really cool Okay, wait, now I get it. Get what? I'm just kidding. Go on. Oh. Because <laughs> the reason I got stopped by that is because earlier I said a joke you didn't get and said we'll come back to it when you get it. So oh, I thought yeah. you were doing like an hour and a half long callback. And I was like, that's great. Good oh my move. God, that'd be so funny. I wish I could I remember, remember what the joke, the joke yeah. was. <laughs> I, it was probably bad. Um, we just, we're just like so many jokes per minute. Our JPM is crazy. Our JPM. Yeah. My my solo JPM is pretty good too, but the J stands for something else. Jerks. Jelly beans. You're sick. That was going to be Jesses? Um, yeah. <laughs> Jesses per minute? Yeah. <laughs> What's that mean? Um, I go out of frame and then I run by really fast and you count how many I can do like a, in a minute. Okay. <laughs> so it's like watching a kid do anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, want to see how fast I can go? <laughs> Time me. Time how, God, how long it. I could hold my breath underwater. <laughs> You'd love that. Uh, how well? You good breath holder? No. My lung capacity yeah, is neither. bad. I was the only person on my swim team who could never make it to the other side without breathing. Because I'd always... I can hold my breath that long, but mm. I'd always freak myself out and I need to breathe. Yeah. When I was swimming, it I, it was probably the best lung capacity I've ever had. But now I can't really hold my breath. Yeah. I'm trying to get so, better so I can do vape tricks. Yeah. If anyone wants to suffocate me, they can. Maybe don't say that to all the, the, the fans out there in case the we've got any crazies. Our friends, uh, anyway. you think they're going to suffocate me? They might want to now. They think you want it. It's like they think you're talking to them through the TV. You're oh. gonna sh- they're going to shoot Jodie Foster. Very parasocial. How do they hunt? Tell me everything. They don't take out their phones. They don't go on Postmates and order oh some <laughs> dinner. <laughs> so what they do... They do this thing called, this isn't exclusively what they do. They hunt in other ways, but they've been documented doing this thing that typically was sort of the very commonly associated behavior of the black heron. And this is called canopy fishing. Do you have any guesses on what canopy fishing might be? They, first of all, trying to remember what a canopy is. (laughs) A canopy in the trees, I know for sure. So I'm actually going to go that direction. They sit up there. So canopy is just like a covering. It's like a tent. It's like that tree canopy. Anything that creates shade and blocks out sunlight. I was totally thinking of like... Cantaloupe? A hammock, which I know was wrong. And <laughs> I, I just, I couldn't get past hammock. Yeah, so I, they just I, wait till the fish are super chill and then they go in for the kill. Yeah, but I to be to be clear, I knew hammock was wrong. My brain just could not get past the hammock of it all. So, well, you were so. got excited by the idea of a hammock. I do like hammocking. By the way, I've been sitting in a hammock recently here. It rules. Love hammocks. It's awesome. Anyway, so canopy fishing. It's where they use their wings and create a canopy over their heads, creating a sort of circle of shade. And when the fish see that shade, they think that they're actually stumbling upon some vegetation that has created the shady spot. So they can go in there and hide from predators. Little do they know, a predator is using that for advantage. And no, this predator is not taking out his phone. He's not pulling up Postmates. He's making this canopy and he's diving his little head in there and grabbing the fish. So they do this really cool behavior. So it's cool to see the different ways that animals can sort of adapt to hunt their prey. We saw that with how the green um, heron knows it can fish by dropping stuff in the water to attract them. This little guy can do canopy fishing. So it's really cool to see how they like sort of learn and grow and their little brains take off. Do you have a thought? You have a look on your face. It was just funny when you went canopy fishing. (laughs) That's how they do it. Dewey's making an X over his head like he's like 
I don't. I actually. It's can't like think Wakanda of Forever, but I just saw it once and I did it. Oh wrong. yeah. It's this. Is, this is actually Ruth Conda Forever when I do it up here. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Well, she's getting her cheek, cheeks clapped she's in heaven. She's dead, so. right? She is dead. Okay. She also never hired a black law clerk, so. Okay, so she should be dead. So she should be dead. She also should have retired when uh, a Democratic president could put somebody in position. That's a whole other thing. All right, moving on. So now we have six awesome guys. We. L- <laughs> That's what they should call the Supreme Court. Just six <laughs> awesome guys. <laughs> and two token women. Yeah, two token women. And one other guy, I guess. Are there nine? Is that how many justices? Yeah. There should be more. Biden's got to pack the court, but he's such a little pussy. But we're not going to get into it. <laughs> I did I did spooky hands, so you know that I mean it. This is a silly one. I think this is the silliest you and I have been together. I think normally when we're alone, we get stressed out and we don't let loose, but we're letting loose. It's like our first episode that never will see the light of day. <laughs> that technically is a draft in... Uh, I know, I listen to it sometimes. Yeah, so it could be released at any point. Should it, though? I think we got all of our, like, I think we got all of our, like, out in that episode, and now we can kind of be normal. Yeah. So if the listeners, please do not hack us and find that. All right, moving on. We have our last heron. Oh, you know what? I didn't pick a single bittern. That was kind of dumb. I should have picked a bittern. Bittern. Oh, well. All right. Why are you, what is going on over there? I was just, I when I yawned, I noticed how puffy my eyes are. Oh, I just saw you squinting. I was like, does Jess suddenly, after 26 years, finally need glasses? Almost 27. I, you're telling me. And then I'm was, dropping you. Too old. When I was a little bit drunk, I um, was having... I, somebody was like, how old are you? And I was like, I'm about to be 27. Yes. <laughs> Which isn't really like how I feel about it. But at yeah. the time, I was kind of like, that means I'm closer to death. So I was like... <laughs> <laughs> And they were like, you're not, you don't like it. And I, and then I had to like kind of roll with it, even though I didn't really have that big of an opinion about it. Anyway. <laughs> I hate when that happens. I do that a lot. As somebody who speaks without thinking, that happens to me 80 times a day. I had to like commit to a bit that I didn't even like that I was doing. I just like the idea of you just going down the river sticks being like, oh my God, it's crazy. Ah! Just your, uh, <laughs> your soul being carted away by Sharon. Yeah. And that'd be fun um, if it was the Greek afterlife. Die with a little penny on your tongue, you get to party in the Elysian fields. Anyway. Like Echo Park? Like Echo Park. Yeah. When you die, you just go to Echo Park. You get to... <laughs> Babe, that's heaven. Yeah, you ride the swans. That's where quarter sheets you is. Get like a, yeah, you get quarter sheets, get like a $30 coffee. Get to live in Bree's house. You live in Bree's... <laughs> That'd be your heaven. You die and go to Bree's house. Yeah. And then it would be Bree's hell if you come back as a bug. Or a rat. She doesn't like rats either. I don't think she likes anything in her house that shouldn't be. It took her a while to get used to Zach, right? Yeah. She kept hitting him with a broom. She's like, what are you? Yeah. For the listeners, I'm bringing up Brie and Zach again. For those of you who joined for the Brie and Zach episode, I don't want you to be disoriented. They're not going to be in every episode. We'll try to mention them as much as possible so you feel comfortable and safe here. (laughs) Mostly so I feel comfortable and safe here. If I don't bring up Brie or Zach in front of Jess every 30 minutes, she starts whining and then eventually she pees the bed. So we just have to... uh... Yeah. That, that's something that happens with dogs. Right? I was trying to do dog behavior and I couldn't think of anything. So that's what... Oh, I don't know. You think my friends are the equivalent of a dog not knowing how to use a door? What? Because he has to want... Why are you doing that? I look hot um. when I do this. I'm biting <laughs> my lip all sexy. Um. Because <laughs> um, the way I see it, he's whining because he needs to get out the door, but he doesn't know how to use the door. And then because he can't get outside, he pees on the floor. Oh, I just viewed it as an anxiety thing. Oh. 
Look, we're not Caesar Milan, as mentioned in the previous episode, um, Duck Protocol with Bree and Zach. I didn't know how to say this. I don't know who that guy is. Caesar Milan? I don't know who that is. The dog whisperer. He's the man. He's on TV. He goes at all the dogs and they stop. My mom loved him because we had a real problem dog growing up. Um, I have no idea who this man is. R.I.P. Baskerville. Well, well, we'll do a deep dive on Caesar Milan next episode instead of a, a type of okay. bird. We'll just go in on him. So moving on to our final heron, the cutest name of all, the little blue heron. So we have the great blue heron. This is the little blue heron, which I think is fun and cute. So if you're looking at this guy. Not blue. What? Not blue. Okay, but he's like blue in the sense of like in the animal kingdom, red means brown and blue means gray. So you're looking at the little guy. He sort of looks like a smaller tricolored heron. Um, so he's like mostly that blue gray on like his torso. Then his head is sort of like a blue gray with a little bit of purple thrown in. He's got that blue beak with the black tip. And then those like sort of like green blue legs. So these guys are super cool. So Jess, we described his colors. Do you think he has these colors his whole life? I would, I being the idiot that I am would probably say, yeah, they look like that all the time. Oh my God. Listeners, Jess is being so dumb right now. Yeah. She has no idea. That in reality, when they are born, they're all white. What? They're all white. Not like albino, but all their feathers are white. And this is incredibly advantageous. Can you guess why that might be advantageous, Jess? If this guy were all white, would he remind you of something? It looks like an egg. An egg. Because what? Because you think it looks an like an egg? egg? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so some birds are like, oh, there's an egg walking around. Better not fuck with it. Um, I guess I thought that if it was white, it could stay in the nest a little longer, like an egg. Okay. So that's advantageous for, like, that one specifically. That makes sense. But if this guy were all white, would he look like another bird, you know? An egret? A snowy egret, yeah. So what's cool about these guys, that adaptation for them is incredibly helpful because snowy egrets are very, like, pissy about other species being anywhere near them. So normally if they saw a great blue heron, or, like, a little blue heron or some other thing, they'd fight them off like crazy. But... They can't differentiate between snowy egrets and juvenile little blue herons. So that's helpful in two ways for the little blue heron. First and foremost, because it's not being chased away as it's eating, it can eat more fish and grow and develop stronger, better, and faster. So it gets to eat alongside that pack. And the advantage of eating alongside that flock of birds is that they're less prone to being predated on because they have that protection of the whole flock around them. So that cool little adaptation that was simply just a genetic mistake hundreds of thousands of years ago has given them this wonderful advantage that is beneficial to their life. They're able to survive longer because somewhere down the line, one of their ancestors accidentally came out all white as a baby, which is really cool as somebody whose hair was all white as a baby. Your hair was all white as a baby? I had Einstein hair as a baby. There's a photo of me on like a, a really like plasticky um, swing set where my hair is just standing on and I look like Albert Einstein. I looked it up. It's a Finnish thing. It's part of my heritage. Finns are like white blonde as babies and slowly get brown hair like I have. Okay, so. heritage. Oh my God. Just stop it. You are so smart and funny. I literally, I can't turn it off. Do you remember any of the other two questions for this one? No, I don't. Okay. So... Um, I want you to ask me, what's the deal with their feathers? What's the deal with their feathers? Oh my God, Jess, thank you so much for asking. So it's fun about- That was my Jerry Seinfeld impression. Uh, here's my Jerry Seinfeld impression. What's the deal with dating 18 year olds? Um, actually she might've been 17. Do you remember that when Jerry Seinfeld was like dating a teenager? Yeah. 
there's, I can't remember the name of the comic, so I should cut this out, but there's a comic who did a really good Jerry Seinfeld impression. He's like, what's the deal with girlfriends? They're always talking about homework. I'll look that up later and uh, put the comic's name in there. Anyway. Hey there, Sluts Dewey here. Just a heads up, I did end up Googling, or I guess in this case, Instagram searching the name of that comic, and that comic is named Jeremy Kaplowitz. Uh, we'll be sharing that reel on our Instagram, so feel free to check that out. Okay, anyway, back to the show. What's cool about them, we've been talking about their feathers, how they're all white when they're born. Um, but guess what? What? Back in the day, there used to be a what's called a plume hunting craze back in like the early 19th century, where herons of all species were almost brought to extinction because people were hunting them to use their plumage, their fun feathers, as, you know, like decoration on their hats. So they put like some feathers on their hat. Like, you know, you see like the, like the photos of like flappers or like, like Edwardian like society ladies with like little feathers in their hats or their bonnets or whatever. This is the only bird that was not impacted by that because they don't really have any plumage. Their feathers are all pretty straightforward and tiny. They don't have like those beautiful feathers that you see on other herons. So another way that their feather color and shape protected them um, and they weren't affected by that like plume craze. So speaking of feathers, this guy does groom his feathers using his feet. What's cool about them is they have built-in teeth in their feet, which, Jess, I think is a lot of your triggers in one. Yeah. They have, like, not, like, actual, like, mouth teeth, obviously, but, you know, like, little comb teeth. So they can use that, those, like, grooves in those teeth, the little pickers in their teeth, to groom themselves, to clean out their feathers, to keep themselves clean. Um, We sort of talked about how the great blue heron has that adaptation where its, like, downy feathers on its chest will, like, fall off because it'll use those feathers to clean itself. So it's sort of cool to see how this um, bird also has adapted ways to keep clean. Any other thoughts, Jess, on our last heron, the little blue heron? I think he could be littler. Well, you can't, there's no scale in here. You don't know how little he is. I think he could be littler and bluer. Okay. And these are my notes to God. So that leads us to our final segment. We're going to play a little game. Okay. It's a game that we played before way back in the day. It's a game you'd like. You might remember some of your answers. So what's going to happen is I'm going to share my screen and show you an image of a Pokemon and you're going to guess its name. Oh, okay. I, I pulled up 20 Pokemon for you. We'll see how far we get. Okay. So here's the first Pokemon. That? Oh, fuck. So the listeners at home, you should have on our Instagram post a chart with all the Pokemon names. We're going in numerical order. That one I know is Bulbasaur. Yeah. Yeah, because he's he's a little bulb of lettuce. <laughs> I wouldn't call that lettuce. Listen, that's how I got there, and that's how I am winning this game. So let okay. me let me have it. Okay. Uh, moving on to the next one. Why Sorry are they... <laughs> Oh, no. That's the next version of Bulbasaur. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you can see, it is not lettuce, like, decidedly. It's... Okay, it's it's a tulip. It's a rose. It's a flower. Florisaur? Oh, that's a cute name. No, it's not Florisaur. Damn it. Do you want two more guesses or do you want me to tell you what it is? Um, I'm going to give you a hint. Ignore the flower. The flower is not your oh. friend here. Oh, shit. Okay. Bulb. Bulb. Mm. No. Okay. Give it to me. I'm a, it's Ivysaur. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. So here's the I don't final. see Ivy on that at all. I know. I knew that would throw you off. Okay. These are all the same guy. They're... <laughs> We're going in order. We're going to do all 150 at some point over our time with the podcast. Oh. So this is the first okay. 20. I So we did Ivysaur. Okay, so the sore is staying the same. The sore is staying the same. 
palm tree. I'm seeing palm. You sound like a really bad medium. It's like, is there someone with like a J? I'm, I'm feeling a J <laughs> in your family. Uh, maybe they were like a. I think it's bulb ivy. Tree sore. Tree sore. That sounds like a problem that uh, my brother-in-law has on his uh, orchard. Uh, no, it is not. <laughs> it is not tree sore. Do you want to guess, or do you want you give up? You can tell me. It is Venusaur, like Venus, like the god. What? They switched it on me. What do you mean they switched on you? We were going bulb ivy, so like plant, and then we're going Venus. Well, I imagine that it's not actually Venus. It's probably like a play on vine, like Vena. I don't know. Oh. Venu. It's spelled, but it's That's, spelled like Venus. That is so clearly a tree, though. Yeah. I just don't. Tree sore is not really catchy. Is the issue? To you. All right, this guy. That's my guy, Charizard. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait, really? <laughs> um, yeah. I you said that so one. confidently. I thought it was the fire one. <laughs> um. Then I'm the char totally is out. right. You got the you got the char oh. right. The, so the suffix is so or the is prefix the is next... correct. So is the next guy like the new the next evolution? Is that Charizard? I'm not gonna give you any hints, but you gotta guess what this one is. Uh, Char is at the beginning. Char Charizette. Charizette, like it's a little girl. Because he's a little guy. It's Charmander. Fuck. Because <laughs> he looks like a salamander. Fuck. Yeah. I knew that too. That's my boy Charizard. <laughs> oh, is that Charizard? No. But it looks like a lizard. Charizard. Really? Charz Charzor. Uh it is not Charizard. You wanna you wanna guess again? Charzor. So the previous one was Charmander, like a salamander. Do you think maybe there's yeah, another Yeah, And I'm saying this like... looks like a lizard to me. Okay. <laughs> it's Charmeleon. God. You are so mad. If this next one isn't Charizard, I'm gonna freak out. That definitely is, right? It's Charizard, yeah. Even though it's a goddamn dragon, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think they should have called it? Makes me so mad that some of these are so intuitive and then the rest are evil. <laughs> Alright, this next one should be easy for you. Okay, that's... Squirtle. Yeah! Okay. There you go. So this next one should be easy for you too, hopefully. Uh-huh. Um... It's still a turtle, but is it still a squirrel? I'm going to tell you right now, this line is going to frustrate you so much. The no. This one, the next one, the next one. Uh, um, Spurtle. <laughs> Spurtle? Yeah. So it's War Turtle. Oh God. <laughs> I wish I could see your face. All right, this next one's really going to piss you off. Um, Last one was War Turtle? War Tortle. Tortle. This one's like command commander turtle. <laughs> you think it has um, a title? Sir War War Squa Yeah, War War Turtle. You think this is also War Turtle? Oh wait, no 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 no. <laughs> um what did I say before? You said Commander Turtle, which sounds yeah, like a really bad superhero. Okay. I know that's not it, but I'm lost. I'm lost in time. 
Blastoise. Oh my god. Where does the oise come from? Tortoise? <laughs> I think so. What if I was crushing this? That would rule, honestly. Oh, that's a little bug. That's what I said when I met you at the receptionist desk. Um, it's gonna make me mad because I know it's gonna be like bugly. <laughs> bugly sounds like it doesn't sound like a Pokemon, so I'm gonna change it to like Okay. To um oh ooh ooh like a caterpillar. Okay. It's like cat or pil 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 pilar. I'm not gonna get the end right. Pil pil pilgo. Pilgo. So this one's gonna frustrate you because you said its name. Oh, oh, is it just like pilar? Caterpie. Ugh. And I'm so sorry. All right, this next one. Kakuno. That is so close to a different Pokemon. This one is called oh. Metapod. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> All right, what about this one? What was the caterpillar one? It was cater caterpie. 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 So this is gonna be like Butterfee. You are so close. Damn it! It's Butterfree. Ah! Uh, that was crazy close, though. I can't believe you got that. Almost. Thank you. You should get credit for that. Thank you. This next one. Ooh. Yeah, he's a cute little guy. Pointy. Pointy, he's a bug. Knife bug. It's got a clown nose. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a clown nose. Um, pointy bug, pointy bug. It's probably like spikepede. Spikepede, that's cute. Yeah. It's Weedle. Yeah, that was actually close. Second. <laughs> it was close. All right, this next one. Is that one Kakuno? It's close. Okay. You All you gotta change is one of the sounds. You just gotta change one of the sounds. Cocone. Cocapone. You said you have to change one of the sounds. You changed like six letters. No, I went from coon to cone. Oh, I think you said pone. No. I was like, what is cocapone? No, it is cocuna. Damn it. I know. A lady. You, <laughs> who would have guessed? Mm -hmm. This one's pretty intuitive, but I don't know if you're going to go for the right ones. For for our purposes, let's call it a bee. Beetle. Bee drill. Bee drill. Okay. So here's this one. Okay, relevant. relevant. Is that Hawkeye? <laughs> you think its name is Hawkeye? Hawker. Hawker. Its name is Pidgey. Damn it, it doesn't look like a pigeon at all. I know. So for this next one, I want you to think Italian, okay? Okay. Italian? Spaghetti? Or like... <laughs> uh... Pigetta? Close. Pidget... Pidgetone? Closer. Pigeona? It's not Pigeona. It's Pidgeotto. Ugh. Alright, for this next one, I want you to think New Jersey Italian. So if Pidgeotto was the Italian word, what would the New Jersey Italian equivalent be? I didn't watch The Sopranos, so I don't know. Well, but like the gabagool to your capicola. I don't understand that at all. The prosciutto. The, how, about, how about this? The prosciutto. I did not watch The Sopranos. Okay, so what they do is they like to shorten and dumb down words. So I, instead of... What you are saying, I'm gathering that, but I don't know what what you're what. How I'm trying they get. to give you one specific example that's going to help you to keep interrupting me. Instead of prosciutto, they say prosciutto. That's so stupid. It's one extra letter. 
So instead of Pidgeotto, what do you think they would say? Pidgeot. Yes, it's technically Pidgeot. Okay, but you saying you saying over and over think the New Jersey Italian, and I'm saying I don't know what that means, and you say like Gabagool, and I say what the fuck are you talking about? And then you get to your ex- your example. Well, I was trying to get it, but That's you kept gaslighting every time I was about to start it. No, it's agree to disagree. Number nineteen. That's a rat. Rat two. Rat two. I'm almost positive that is what you guessed four years ago too. Almost definitely. Uh, it's Rattata. And I knew that four years ago, too. <laughs> All right. This is the last one. Oh, whoops. I clicked it again. It would have been like two years ago. Three, yeah. maybe. It was in, um, in your prime. apartment. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Rat. We already did rat to ta Rat. I love that you just keep saying rat over and over again. Rat. Rat. Ratala. Ratala. Sure. Okay. It's, it's radicate. Okay. Like eradicate. You did pretty well, I think. Thank you. For not knowing a ton of them. Yeah, I should know them because we already did all of those. Yeah, I know, but it's been it's been a while. When we get to the one that's come backwards, <laughs> you you got you gotta be kidding me. I'll know that one like the back of my hand. Um, one thing we didn't talk about. Taylor Swift album is out. Do you have any thoughts you want to discuss? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm disappointed in the line change because yeah. I think you know that was some that was good that was slut rep- representation that we need. Also, it doesn't make the song any less misogynistic. Yeah, yeah, which the- is fine. <laughs> it's funny that she eliminated the line that was basically just the thesis, but she kept the argument. So she eliminated the line that spelled it out like she's not a whatever. She's an actress. She's better known than she does on the mattress. But that's the the theme of the whole song is that the whole song is kind of like girl stole my man kind of thing. And this line yeah. change was supposed to like put more of the, the responsibility on Mr. Joe Jonas, but Which it did not I don't think it all. accomplished that. The line literally, it says, it says that he was like helpless to her charms. Basically. It's like she was, he was a mock to a flame and she held the matches as if he's like this dumb bug and this conniving woman stole her, stole him away. And it's, it's also still like very condescending towards the, the woman anyway of yeah. like, what what are the other lines? It's like you're a stupid bitch. You stole no my amount man. of vintage dresses gives you dignity. That's a you really, don't have dignity. Such a mean line. It's it's a lot of that kind of stuff. Of That's like a very specific targeted line. Stealing too. people's toys on the playground won't make you any friends. Yeah. Again, like implying she somehow stole him. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um. The uh the the line about the vintage dresses feels like a really mean Instagram comment that somebody would make in high school. Yeah, and I think that's important because the context of this is like very high school drama and yeah. we've all been there. We didn't all come out of the womb perfect feminists, unfortunately. I did. And I'm not gonna lie to you. A lot of speak now I was relating to in high school, even though I had no life experience to relate it to. <laughs> also, on on that note, if foolish one and I can see you. Yeah, if those two at least came out with the entire album when I was in high school, no survivors. <laughs> I can I can see myself hearing those and being like, okay, this is she's in my she's in my brain, she's in my soul, she's telling me to grow up, but she's also telling me to fall in love. <laughs> um, I have a controversial um, a theory for you or opinion for you. Okay, let's hear Castle's it. Castles crumbling. At least vibe-wise and theme-wise, maybe not as much musically, would have fit perfectly on Midnight's. Yeah. I think I Can See You Too was 
I saw a lot of people say that's what they were expecting Midnight's to be, like kind of mm. that like 70s vibey. Yeah. Um, so that leaves us with our last segment, which is plugs. Uh, Dewey, do you have anything to plug? Uh, yeah, I'm going to plug Sela. So once again, Sela is the Neighborhood Homelessness Coalition. So you can volunteer with us, help out your unhoused neighbors, um, hang out with me some Saturday once I'm no longer busy with a podcast. So you can go to selahnhc.org and check that out. That's selahnhc, the NHC standing, of course, for Neighborhood Count or Neighborhood Homeless Coalition. Check out the websites for volunteer opportunities on Saturdays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, and maybe a third day Sunday. There we go. Oh, and the last thing, uh, I'm going to plug the podcast as well. Please share us. Again, if we get 200 Spotify followers, I will do an episode topless. You know, just keep that in mind. It's a fun little reward for getting all those followers. Uh-huh. What? What? I don't know. I just think it's silly. <laughs> Which is what you're reward. going for now. Yeah. Okay, all right. There you so, go. yeah. And if we get to 205 before we record that episode, you'll see my nipples. So if wait, we're not going to see that when you're topless. Well, I I don't know how the angle I will. If that happens, I'll make sure the angle includes my nipples. I'll do one bottomless. I can't be on that episode. But you won't see it because it's I'll die. You won't see it. (laughs) That's got to be gross for your chair, right? Well, I'll put a towel down. Okay. you got to start thinking ahead. Um, (laughs) I'll I'll do an episode in a British accent. That'd be fun. And probably difficult for you. <laughs> I think once I drop into it, I can do it. Okay. But I might just, I might switch it up because sometimes I get bored with like the posh accent. So I'll go Cockney and then I kind of forget what Cockney sounds like and I go Scottish and then from there it kind of <laughs> snowballs. Well, awesome. So keep that in mind going forward, folks. So please share us. We get to 200. What? If we can have an accent episode where we talk about foreign birds. Okay. That, that we'll never that. see because we'll never travel there together. As, I think it's a good birders. idea. Well, in that case, thank you all for tuning in. And I'll leave everybody with a... That's hard today. Something in my throat. All right, bye. Okay, bye.